So we're talking about the power of God. The Lord said something yesterday. He's extremely powerful. I've been chewing on it since yesterday. He says, there's nothing on this earth or no one on this earth more powerful than the Holy Ghost on this earth. Obviously, if, if when we get to heaven, God's more powerful than the, the Holy Spirit. just a part of God. He's not God. He is a part of God. I mean, he's a father, son, the Holy Spirit. It's a trinity. But when we get to heaven, God is, we're going to be with God. I mean, but on earth, there's nothing or no one more powerful than the Holy Spirit. No, there's not. Can you imagine that? I'm like, oh, my goodness. That's powerful stuff. So what people don't see, the, the problem with what I just shared is that people are going to try to figure it out with their, with their, their minuscule thinking. And that's, you're already hitting the wrong direction because it's not something you figure out with your pea brain of a mind. And I use that, I use that in love, of course, because compared to the power of God, as powerful as our mind is, it's a pea, it's, it's a pea compared to the Holy Spirit. So we can't, what, I, what, I, what the Holy Spirit shared yesterday about there's nothing more powerful and no one more powerful on this earth than the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, that's, you, if, if, you're, if you're living spiritually, it all cause you, it'll cause you to jump up and down. Because that power is in us. The Bible says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. It's in you and me. It's possible. And so, again, we, you're not going to understand that by memorizing Scripture or going to church or wearing a cross. You're going to understand that by submitting yourself, spirit, soul, and body, to the Word of God, and to the Holy Ghost. And it'll bring a transformation. It'll take you from darkness to light. Where everything you put your hands to prospers. Everything. Why? Because that's the power of God. Now, the Bible says that we're in this earth but we're not of this earth. So it's very important to be guided and directed by the Holy Ghost because we're in this earth, and we're not of it, neither is the Holy Ghost, by the way. Because we're in this earth, we cannot just run around laying hands on people and watching them recover just because we want to show the power of God because we're in this earth. Now, the rules of God's kingdom don't apply to the rules of the earth. The rules of the earth don't apply to the rules of God's kingdom. So God has a plan for every soul, not everything. God doesn't have a plan for helicopters or planes or cars, but he does have a plan for souls. And so anything God directs you to do is to reach a soul, not so that you can become richer or smarter, but so that you reach a soul. So to be guided and directed by the Holy Ghost in this earth, where we have to follow earthly rules, to be guided and directed on this, in this earth by the Holy Spirit, 
is to reach souls. Now, if we want the world system to adapt to God's system, the world system has to understand God's system. Otherwise, it becomes trial and error or toiling like it was for 4,000 years before Jesus Christ where they tried everything but nothing worked because there's no power. The power of God on this earth, in this earth, should I say, again, is to reach souls. To reach the lost. That's what the Holy Spirit is for. To reach the lost. And if part of that process of reaching the lost means getting somebody healed, then you get somebody healed. You're not, you're not going to just do that because you want them healed. You're going to do it because that's what God's telling you. Absolutely. You want to heal somebody? Want to get them saved more than anything. Want to get them understanding the Word of God more than anything. Want to be used by God to help them more than anything. And that's the key to the Holy Ghost. Power. Yeah. It would, it, the Holy Spirit will transform lives, no doubt about that. But he's not going to do it just because you want that. He's going to do it because that's the plan for your life. That's right. So, where do you start? Wherever you're at. It's not there by coincidence. And so what should be our expectation? Salvation and baptism of the Holy Spirit. That should be our expectation. Right off the bat. Immediately. Everything else is secondary. What should be our expectation? It shouldn't be healing. It shouldn't be deliverance. It should be salvation and baptism of the Holy Ghost. That should be our expectation. So, Let's just say you're in a town of a thousand people. Your expectation, if, if that's where you're at, your expectation should be for every soul in that town to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost in power. Now, do you truly believe that God can do something like that? Anybody? Can God do something like that? Save a whole city? Yes. Yeah. Does, he, does he need yes. you to do it? Yes. Does he need yes. you to do it? Okay. Yes. All right. All right. All right. So, instead of, instead of trying to figure out what to do when to do it, Father God, use me to reach people to Jesus Christ and get them baptized in the Holy Ghost. Instead of saying, I don't know how to do that or what if it doesn't work, Father God, I, I, it's not going to work just because of me. It's going to work because of you through me. Power of God, the Holy Ghost. Now, where do you start? Wherever you're at. Remember, Introduce them to Jesus Christ. 
and get him baptized in the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you, introducing Jesus Christ is going to get him to heaven. Praise God. Baptizing them with the Holy Spirit is going to get them hungry for God. Hungry for the word, hungry for knowledge, hungry for direction, hungry for the anointing, hungry for souls. That's right. That's, that's, that's what will happen to anybody who gets baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's no respect to our persons. I can sense a question. And the question is, how do I baptize somebody in the Holy Spirit? Very simple. How do you lead somebody to salvation? You, did you have them say this in his prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I believe, Jesus, that you died on the cross for my sins. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. That's it. That's simple. How do you baptize them in the Holy Spirit? You can do it one of two ways. You can lay hands on them and transfer the power that's in you to them. Not it's not a literal transfer like you're taking a, a phone and transferring it to them. No. It's just spiritual one. But you've got to believe that. You can lay hands on them and, and in the name of Jesus, you have them say after you, I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and power. Or you can just have them say what I just said. I receive the power of the baptism of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Do they need to speak in other tongues at that moment? No, they don't. They don't. But you'll know if, if, you'll know if they've received the Holy Ghost because, again, they'll be hungry for the Word. They'll be hungry for souls. They'll be hungry uh, to do the will of God. They'll be hungry. They'll be hungry. And then they go and do what they see you do. They lead some of your salvation. They baptize somebody in the Holy Spirit. Just like you saw, we've been studying the book of Acts. That's what Paul's doing. That's the objective. It's not, the objective is not healing somebody. The objective is not helping somebody prosper or getting somebody from getting divorced. Because... If there's no if there's no spiritual hunger, there's, you can't stop divorce. You can't stop sickness. If there's no spiritual hunger, you can't stop lack, because it's a, it's a curse. And if you don't understand how to combat it, well, it's going to overtake you: sickness, lack, divorce, division. Yeah. You've got to understand that it's a spiritual problem. And you can't understand it's a spiritual problem if you're spiritually dead. <laughs> Accepting Jesus reconnects you to God, the Spirit. It reconnects you to, it, it gives you life. You're reborn, as the Bible describes it. And so, beautiful, baptizing you in the Holy Spirit gives you the power of God. Because God says he created you in his image. So now you become like God and your little Jesus running around everywhere, leading people to salvation and getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, if they understand that and, and, and they get baptized in the Holy Spirit 
they get hungry for God, they get hungry for the Word, they get hungry for souls, meaning leading people to salvation, then they'll also get an understanding of what it means uh, to resist sickness and lack and division. That's right. The only reason I'm married right now is because of Jesus Christ. That's it. And the Holy Ghost. There's no, otherwise, I would not be married. Not right now. There's no way my wife would have left me a long time ago. Are you kidding me? She would have left me a heck of a long time ago. But because of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, it's kept my wife and I together. Praise God forevermore. Why? Because you, the Bible says that what God brings together, let no man separate. But it, unless you, you understand that spiritually, it's, it's not going to make any sense to you. Unless you're filled with the Holy Ghost and power, it's just, it's just going to be words. So, we're believing at 8 o'clock that COVID is wiped out of Edinburgh, Texas, Los Fresnos, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, and Rugging, Texas. And it's going to require us to do what I just described. And it's not going to happen because you write it down on a piece of paper or you think about it. It's going to happen when you actually get off your blessed assurance, which is your, your butt, and go out wherever God's telling you to go and lead whoever God's telling you to lead to salvation. And then get them filled with the Holy Spirit. You've got to get them filled with the Holy Ghost. You have to. Does anybody have a concern with, lead, with getting somebody filled with the Holy Ghost and power. Does anybody have a concern or uh, question when it comes to that? You, the other day we asked God, we've been asking God at 8 o'clock for wisdom on what we do to combat this demonic spirit of COVID in Edinburgh, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, Rungi, Texas, and Los Fresnos. He has just given us the, the two steps to combat this demonic spirit. Does anybody have any questions? about how to baptize somebody in the Holy Spirit. No? Everybody's good? No. Good. Okay. Now, the rest is up to us. When I'm done here today, I'm going to pray not to open a door because the door's already been opened. What door is that? To Ronegie, Texas, Los Fresnos, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, Edinburgh, Texas. Door's already open. So all, I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit helps us walk through that door with the boldness that we need to reach souls. What's the objective? Introduce somebody to Jesus Christ. Get them baptized in the Holy Spirit. Introduce somebody to Jesus Christ and get them baptized in the Holy Spirit so that they then can go out and do the same thing wherever they're at. And then whoever they lead to salvation, they can go out and... Okay, now, here's the part. I told you all uh, last week which one of you are... Which one of you are transformers? These people are, need to, are going to need to be discipled because 
going out and leading somebody to the salvation and introducing them to the Holy Spirit is very powerful, but they still got to be fed. Let me compare it to the natural. If you go out and exercise, you're going to get hungry. So you got to come and feed your body. Otherwise, your body's going to get weak and you're not going to be able to exercise. Well, when you go out and do the work of God, your spirit man is going to get hungry. So you've got to feed it. That's discipling. You gotta, we've got to... We've got to have our transformers discipling these individuals that are being led to salvation. How do we do it? Well, we have a phone line that you can call in from anywhere in the world so that people can get discipled. Now, if it takes you going to their house or their place of business to encourage them to get on this line, to get discipled by me or you, whoever's going to, whoever, which one of you are transformers, that's what we have to do. We're not in a position at this point in, in history to just sit back and wait for God to do something because God has already done what he's going to do. Now it's up to you and me to do it. We can't just sit back and wait for people to die. So, today's Wednesday. We're not having study tomorrow. We're not having study Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. But on Monday, when we come together at 1230, I want souls being discipled. Not for me, because that's what God's asking us to do. With their, if you have to drive to their home. So tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, your objective is to lead people to salvation and get them baptized in the Holy Ghost. Faith without works is dead. So it doesn't matter how much faith you have or think you have. If you're not acting on it, it's dead. It's not going anywhere. We've got to lead people to salvation and we've got to get them baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then we've got to get them discipled. They've got to understand what they're, what they're going to do with this newfound freedom. So, if it, again, if it takes you having to drive and go to their homes on Monday at 1230 in our next study, that's what you're going to do. Not for me. If it takes you having to uh, dial for them, that's what you're going to do. It's time, body of Christ, to be the vessels that God created us to be. It's time to disciple the lost. Let Jesus Christ touch them. Touch me. Now I know that something happened. Because Jesus touched me. Made me whole. See, the people that are battling this demonic spirit of COVID and cancer and Alzheimer's is not a, it's not a natural battle. It's a spiritual one. 
And we're not going to receive the knowledge that we need from God just because we're children of God. We're going to receive the knowledge that we need from God because we're obedient to God. Because He can trust us. To whom much is given, much is expected. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for opening doors for us. The Holy Spirit, I ask that you remind each and every one of us what we're there on this, what we are on this earth to do. We choose to walk through this door of reaching souls in San Antonio, Edinburgh, Los Fresnos, and Rocky, Texas. We choose to help people understand the power of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We choose to help people be transformed by the renewing of their minds. Thank you that thy will be done, Father God. Thank you for the guidance. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the word, your word. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for this wisdom. We choose to introduce souls to Jesus Christ, Father God. We choose to introduce these souls to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We choose to help these people be transformed by the renewing of their mind through the Word of God. We choose this. We choose this. Thank you, Father God, for not giving up on us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to be part of something greater than us. Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We'll be on tonight at 6 o'clock. But tomorrow, I have the Lord lead you and leading people to salvation. At, if it's 1230, the only time you have, because you're not going to be here at 1230, because we're not having 1230, so that's the only time you have is 1230 in the afternoon, let the Lord lead you to lead somebody to salvation and get them baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay? But I want to hear those. I want on Monday at 1230... I want those souls to be part of the beginning of transforming their lives so that they can be part of reaching souls as well. Walk in love, buddy.